everyone, and welcome to the Channel V6 podcast. I'm your host, David Gale. This episode is made possible by our friends at Northeastern Counseling Center, professionals offering hope, health, and healing. The Channel V6 podcast covers all the unique and diverse topics that matter most to you, the Uinta Basin resident. Subscribe to listen to in-depth conversations about the local issues that affect us all. Today's guests are Uinta Basin veterans Wesley Porter and Chrissy Kanibi. They are part of a local organization known as Uinta Basin Area Veterans who seek to recognize the bravery of our soldiers, honor the ones that are lost, listen to their stories, and to offer avenues of help if needed. Welcome. I'm very excited to have you guys here today. It's going to be a fun uh, show, fun because anytime we're talking about something that's this important, uh, even it's Though it's serious in nature, uh, I love getting this kind of information out. So maybe we'll start. I'll have her introduce each other and tell me uh, which branch of the military you were in and, and how you are currently involved uh, as veterans. I'm Chrissy Knibby. Um I'm a local realtor. I was in the Air Force for eight years. Um, I was a medical lab technologist with uh, a sidebar of emergency medicine rescue. And... Um, I was deployed to Saudi in 91 during Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Very nice. And I'm Wes Porter. I'm a veteran also. So I served about, I think I'm coming up on 16 years in the Utah Army National Guard. Um, I'm a field artillery officer, deployed a couple times, once to Iraq, once to Afghanistan, and worked as liaison officer for another multiple of uh, Middle Eastern countries there. Um yeah, and so I've, I've been in the Army now for, for that long. I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's been great. It's had its own challenges, and, and yeah, here I am. And you're both from Vernal originally, or are you transplants at all? Yeah, so I'm, I'm a transplant. So I came from, you know, I, I call myself uh, Recovering Californian. I'm from San Diego <laughs> is, is where I'm at. So, But I was raised here in the Uno Basin, you know, went to school here, mm-hmm. raised by my grandfather here. So I consider myself a native um, Basinite uh, to that point and loved every minute of it. I think, I think you've been here long enough that that's okay. Yeah, I'm a Christine? transplant too. I moved here in 97. So, and I, it's home. Yeah. I uh, love it here. Same here. It kind of sucks you in, mm-hmm. and you don't want to leave. You yeah. end up going yeah. out to the city yeah. every once in a while and going, let's just go back home, yeah. please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my daughter moved away um, Well, for, with the Army, mm-hmm. and um, they got stationed over in Germany for a while, and she came back when COVID started, and... She didn't want to come back. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like, I miss home. <laughs> so um, th- th- we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, I- I'd like to make sure that we get in everything that-, that you'd like to talk about. So maybe I'll just start by asking, what 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 are we here to talk about? What's the most important um, points of subject that we want to make sure we hit? No, thanks. Uh, thanks for you know having us come on and talk about this thing. So really the genesis behind what, what Christy and I do, it came to a point um where I was thinking, how many veterans do we actually have in the U.N. Basin? You know, I've always been uh, community-centric, working with community, especially when it comes to veterans. And I did a little research um, on the Internet, and I found there's over 2,000 veterans in the U.N. Basin, you know, to include the Tri-County area. I had no idea. And when I talked to other people, they come to the same conclusion. They had no idea there's that many. And it came to light with this recent Afghanistan withdrawal, I mean, if you want to call it that, um, it really set off quite a few emotions for a lot of the veterans in the war on terror mm. in the last 20 years that I, that I know personally. And what happened was they started telling stories. We just kind of got together. We had a few 
um, drinks and a bite to eat. And what happened was we were telling the stories. And these people who weren't feeling that great about what was happening, they were feeling distraught. They were feeling, uh, myself included, feeling like what was the whole point, what mm -hmm. we shared and we connected. And then we went our separate ways. And the challenge with going the separate ways is that who do we connect with? Who do we talk to about these different things and how do we carry it? And so, like I said, how do we share our stories? And specifically, how do we share the stories of the Uinta Basin? I mean, the Uinta Basin is so historical. It's got so many different faucets as for diversity and, and different things like that. How do we share this particular piece of our history with each other and with the community? And really, I just thought, how do we get people together? And that's where Kiersey came in and she really took it to the next level by creating this uh, great organization. Okay, so so you got together with some other veterans. You had an opportunity to have maybe kind of a cathartic moment where yeah. you got to to let your feelings out, talk about. Um, but before we get Chrissy into this, mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm just interested because I'm not a veteran myself, because I haven't gone through the same kind of of experiences that you guys have, and the majority of the public probably hasn't. Obviously, there's only two thousand uh, <laughs> yeah. veterans. Uh, I'm I'm wondering if you can uh, maybe uh, tell me a little deeper what it's like. I, I'm sure that you share stories with non-veterans and what that what that feels like that difference because it seems like that there was something that happened that mm. was deeper no no yeah you're absolutely right so the difference is you know when i share stories with with non-veterans with friends who who definitely want to connect who definitely want to listen and, and and hear which i really appreciate that's me telling a story you know that's that's me saying here's here's what happened it was pretty cool and most people laugh and go wow that's that's crazy that's amazing when you share that with another veteran it brings up some emotions that um and allows you to actually experience some emotions that you wouldn't normally one thing that we do to cope with separation so being gone i've missed i, I got you know a few kids i missed two of their births so many anniversaries mm -hmm. When you go into the mode where you know you're going to be gone, you set up these barriers and these walls. You do that so you can compartmentalize and actually do your job. The problem is you come home and how do you actually take those barriers down? Because what's happened, that barriers turn into a dam and all these emotions and feelings just fill up that dam. Right. You come home and bring that down right away, you're flooded and you're going to run into some, some challenges and issues. And so what most veterans do is they just, I'll just leave the wall up. I'll just be disconnected in that particular area. Talking and experiencing with, with other ventures, and it doesn't matter whether they've been specifically deployed. It doesn't matter what branch they're in. It doesn't matter if they saw, you know, normal combat. What matters is that there's a, a shared understanding of something that someone went through yeah. that you're comfortable talking about. Because you know they're not, they're not there just for a, a story. They're not there to experience something with you. They're there to share something with you. You know, and that's that's just a wonderful feeling. And that's what happened when we when we sat down, you know, me and a few buddies months ago and just talked. And there's the same stories. That's the one thing I noticed. We get together every couple of months and it's the same stories as we move forward. But we tell them they get better every time, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, sharing them is just, it's, like you said, it's very cathartic. And then we go our separate ways. Right. And even though I'm really close with the families and with a, a lot of friends, how do you share them? And then you make this mistake uh, that I've made before, which is, I've tried to connect and I've tried to share the deeper things of stuff that I've gone through with the wrong people. And I've hmm. regretted that. I've actually paid for that, you know, through through emotional strife and different things um, on more than once. And then you start to swear to yourself that I'm not going to share that ever again unless it's with, you know, particular yeah. people. Yeah. But out here in the basin, who are they? Right. Who do, who do I talk to? And then how do I talk to someone who hasn't gone through that and actually start to 
bring that out, you know, yeah. that I don't have that uh, an intimate relationship like I do with, uh, you know, my father-in-law or my, my wife or something like that. How do I connect? Right. And really that's what this whole Genesis was about. It wasn't about recognizing veterans. It's about connecting veterans with each other and with the community to share the story and just help with that. And, and that opportunity to share between veterans from what you're telling me causes that, that build up behind that wall, behind that dam to lessen some, Absolutely. Um, but not necessarily one time isn't necessarily enough. Right. It seems right. like exactly. Okay. So, so then how, Chrissy, how did you get involved with, um, what we're going to be talking about here, which is this organization now? Um, so with my experience being deployed, um, you know, I, we were invited to Afghanistan to, to help protect and to help change uh, the terrorists, you know, the terrorism over there. And when you, when we had this mass exodus from Afghanistan a month ago, it set me off and I haven't, you know, I haven't been over there since 91. Mm -hmm. And, and I was only there to set up mass units. So it's mobile, mobile hospitals. Right. And so I was, I wasn't, I was there for a month in Saudi and then was transferred to, um, by Chester, England to set up the second echelon mass unit. And for me to be upset as I was with, uh, you know, everything that happened mm -hmm. last month with the, the mass exodus and, you know, it, it upset me because they're peaceful people, you know, they really are. And they wanted the change. They wanted us there, which is a lot of people don't understand that, you know, they thought, well, we interjected ourselves into where we didn't need to be there. Not at first. We were there because we were asked to be there to help protect against our allies, mm -hmm. you know, to help protect our allies against mm -hmm. terrorism. So, you know, it's just like, I wouldn't tell my friend, I'm not going to help you because, you know, it's not beneficial for me. And that's not how the world works, you know. So we were there to help protect them. And we were asked to be there. And when I can get upset, I didn't see, you know, real combat. You know, I was there to help treat people and, and stuff. And it was very at the very beginning wasn't during the Iraq war, you know, so I didn't get to see, you know, like what the movies are showing, you mm -hmm. know, there's, there's other jobs besides what they show in the movies. You know, we've got paper pushers, we've got janitorial, we've got, you know, there's a whole slew of other people that still served and we still have that connection government wise, mm -hmm. you know, the military. Um, so we, we have that shared you know, boot camp or ROTC or military school, you know, so we all have that connection and right. we can relate because we had all the same rules and we had the same um, disciplines. And so it's easier to connect with somebody else that had that same training versus, you know, if I was to talk to my husband about some of my experiences in the military, he just wouldn't get it. Gotcha. But I can talk to Wes or, you know, another veteran and they get it, you know. And so with me being upset with what happened in over in Af Afghanistan, um, that mass exodus, mm -hmm. people falling from airplanes, you know, it affected me. 
And I figured if it's affecting me, how much more, how many more who've actually served there longer or, you know, more intensely is this being affected to, you know? So Wes and I serve on another board for another nonprofit and we just kind of got together and started talking and said, you know what, we need to, we need to bring something home. You know, Mm. how many of us here are feeling, you know, like, was this really worth it? Was, you know, like just mixed emotions. And there's really, I, you know, feel like I'm stoic. I've had my own battles with different, you know, other things. And, um, until this Afghanistan thing, I just didn't know I had trauma. And, and so if we can get to other people and help one person, you know, the, the national veteran suicide rate has what quadrupled over the last few years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we can just help one person, then I think we're, doing what we're supposed to be doing. In Utah, you know, so the suicide rate nationally sits around 17 out of every 100,000, 17.9. Veterans in the United States is sitting at 30 per 100,000. And Utah, as of I think it was 2016, 17, sits at 43 on that. Interesting. It is is relatively high. And Utah has always had a higher one as well. And, you know, you pull that off at KSL and a few other different places. But what's, you know, what's, as, as Chrissy talks, even certain emotions start to kind of creep up on you, a little anxiety, if you will. And, and for those of us, and, and veterans understand this, and if they don't, they will, you know, because uh, they, they go through a culture. It's a culture that no one else experiences. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is that you feel, what's the word I'm looking for, disconnected when you come home. I went from, you know, doing some convoy duty and, and working for, um, some different actors in Iraq within two weeks, some changing diapers, right? you know, and, and the military does what they can. They put you through this two week thing at Fort Bliss or some demob station. This is okay. When you go home, don't kick your dog. Your wife's been running this, <laughs> she's, you know, or your right. spouse or whatever, and then try to integrate back in. And, th- and they do the best they can with the time they got. And I'll be honest with you. If I'm gone for a year, you think I'm listening to what they're saying? Right. No, I just want to get home to mama. That's all I want to yeah. do. I don't care about anything else. I want a cheeseburger. I want something that's not in a, you know, an MRE. <laughs> I want to wear, you know, I want to go barefoot to the restroom. You know, I want to sit on a couch. <laughs> Stuff that people don't even realize that, that you miss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get home and then there's this, this big flood of endorphins. You're like, hey, I'm home. We're having a great time. And then what happens is think you try to get back into a battle rhythm that you can't really find yourself in again. Like you you just changed. Your family's changed. They went a whole year without you. And guess mm-hmm. what? They did okay. Mm-hmm. So now I come home as a father and I was like, hey, my family actually did okay without me. Yeah. How do you, you know, people are listening, ask yourself that question. Yeah. Because you're, you're such an integral part of the family, but they did okay without you. But it, go, okay. but, it, but it was just okay. But it was just okay. But great. still, yeah. But still, you think that you, you know, you have this, then you come to that realization it's because your your spouse, your family, they're strong and they rally together and right. it's designed that way. But that person, you know, those individual feelings that you have as, you know, as an individual, whatever they might be, start to come into question. Yeah, as, as far well. as your adequacy in the family. And then you go from running massive, and I had this trouble. I, I go from running massive operations, liaison with different countries, meeting leaders, to coming home into a civilian job, and did you get did you get your time in? Right. Yeah, bro, I got my time in. You, you know what I mean? 
And so that disparity from the, the significance of the responsibility, yeah, it's massive yeah. uh, on that one. And then the, the poor employers, how do they, how do they work on that particular piece? But the great thing is, you know, hiring veterans, and, and we talk about in our resources as well. There's so many pros to hiring veterans, um, with as far as work ethic goes, technical skills, leadership skills, in, in those mm -hmm. areas. But in all realism, there's always that that challenge that a veteran goes through that most people don't see and most people don't understand. And most veterans won't even say that. They won't. They won't acknowledge it because they're worried about that perception. Yeah. On there, you know, they're, they're happy to tell the story, and leave it at that. Yeah. Without actually figuring out how to bring those those barriers down. Well, and that kind of goes along with, um, you know, having empathy. Like I could tell, you know, Wes, a story that happened to me, and, you know, we it would click with him. But I could tell you the same story. And you could empathize with me, but you just wouldn't get it. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. And I think that's our goal is to have a veteran connection with the Basin Vets mm -hmm. so that if there's somebody out there that, you know, they could tell their spouse all these different stories and they could be upset or happy or, you know, mm -hmm. have those emotions with the veteran but still does not get it, not understand completely. Right. And, you know, we just kind of want to um, get those stories out there so people can hear the different stories, you know, with the combat or, you know, <laughs> I had to deliver papers to the Secretary of State. You know, <laughs> I mean, just whatever, right. you know, um, I had to service a tank. I had to, you know, draw blood on a POW or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And there's different, different situations for everybody. And we want to hear those stories, whether, you know, you're janitorial, clear up to general, whatever, you right. know, we want to hear the stories and we want to be able to connect everybody together. And like Wes was saying, we do have the same military disciplines and training and, you know, um, stuff like that. But we, and it's not like we want the uh, uh, recognition or mm -hmm. appreciation or, or anything like that. It's it's more of connecting the veterans together so that they have somebody to talk to. Right. So that they feel comfortable, you know, because, I mean, I know Wes has been in, you know, a scary situations. And um, it's probably not as easy to talk to his wife than it would be another soldier who mm -hmm. was out there, you know, facing the same experience right. as him. So that's what we're, what this organization is about is to try to find an avenue for the vets in our area. Okay. Um, and to keep it, try to keep it local. Mm -hmm. um, our ultimate goal is we do want to raise some money to get a monument in the Unibasin for our veterans. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the genesis of the actual organization, what mm -hmm. it's called and how it came together and, and how people can get involved in it and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. So you two are on the same board. Uh, you're talking about these issues and you're, you're understanding one each, each other and, and you say, we should do something about it. So what happens next? Um, yeah, we pretty much just had a light bulb moment and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make a website and I'm making a Facebook page and okay, so we need a 501c3. So, you know, I hop online and start looking and Joel Brown, who is, um, chamber of commerce director, mm 
Um, he's actually on our board as well with this. Okay. And and the other <laughs> and the other charity that we're on. Um, so he's like, oh, well, let's see if we can get under the umbrella for Ashley Valley or the friends charitable friends of Ashley Valley. Okay. And so we, you know, did all the application and. Wes took care of all the paperwork, and then we met with the attorney to get it started for the 501c3, and here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so Charitable well. Friends of Ashley Valley, I know that they uh, they do quite a number of things. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so now there's a an arm of this charity that is you guys. What is, what is it called? It's Uona Basin Area Veterans um, with the military. We're all about acronyms. Yeah. And so we're UBAV. Y- UBAV. UBAV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that yeah, come close have, like, to something else that people are going to get confused with? Because there's so many acronyms in the military. Mm. No, those Hopefully not. Those that understand that it's military. Yeah. yeah. They'll hear that. Yeah. They'll, they'll understand it and yeah. kind of go from there. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, we have Mac bases and yeah. JAGs and, you know, I mean, there's right. all kinds of acronyms for yeah, everything. It's ridiculous. So yeah. It's it's kind of a um, military yeah, thing to it. Yeah. It's okay. just kind of a military funny so thing. So you, you created a website. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, UBAV that now ha- is its own organization under Charitable Friends of Ashley Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other things did you have to do in order to like be a real organization? And, and since the inception of the organization, uh, what are some of the things that you've either done or, or hope to do in the near future? No, you know, Christy's done a lot of uh, the heavy lifting specifically for the organization as far as the website and working through the, the Charitable uh, Friends of um, Ashley Valley. Really, we had to go through a whole process, uh, submit some applications to understand what the mission of the uh, organization was to make sure it fit underneath the 501c3, uh, their parameters on that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, like Chrissy said, meet the lawyer and go from there. One of the biggest things that we're working on right now is getting the word out about uh, our Facebook page and um, our website. And really, if you go to um, UBAV, uh, if you just search UBAV on um, Facebook, you'll, you'll find us there. And, and really what that spot is, is a spot for connection. So a lot of the times you'll see, hey, who's our Marine vets out there in the UN Basin? And post pictures of what you're, uh, of, of your time in service and what you've done. Uh, where's our Army vets? Where's our Air Force vets? All that. You also see uh, videos that Chrissy and I find making fun of all the other um, branches that we have because there's there's nothing better than being able to make fun. <laughs> I, I actually went on and saw. There's a very funny one about the haircuts. Yes, yeah. I, I put that one on for Chrissy. On, yeah. On that. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, totally accurate, by the way. That's uh, 100% accurate on it. Um, but wow. as a guy who was stationed at an Air Force base in Afghanistan, it's I think the Air Force knows what they're doing. Yeah, we uh, do. I'll put it like that. They, they know we what they're better doing. better food, better housing. Yes. I had, they, they fed, we had surf and turf night at the Air Force base. And I was like, what is happening? I'm not eating food out of a bag. And I'm chemically eating. It was amazing uh, on it. But um, really stuff like that you, you'll find there. But really it's, it's a sounding board for different events that we have coming up. And I think our biggest event that we're looking for is a Veterans Day event. Uh, We're still in the process of getting the ball set for that. We have a venue that we're going to make sure is uh, solidified before we announce that it'll be here locally. And and, uh, the intent is to have a wreath-laying ceremony on Veterans Day. Uh, I understand that, you know, not a lot of people have Veterans Day off, but what we really want to do is do it uh, on the 11th hour, you know, so around 11 o'clock, we want to lay that wreath and, and more to follow on that. And you'll find that on our website and our page. Um, but the significance of November 11th uh, with the armistice back in World War One is on the 11th hour, the 11th day at the 11th month, the armistice was signed. 
And so when we you talk about Veterans Day, November 11th, 11 o'clock is actually very important with that. And one of my favorite monuments you find in Washington, D.C. is there's a monument with all the different branches and there's uh, kind of stained glass holes through these and they're all lined yeah. up together. So and so you, only on November 11th, the sun oh, hits it just right. That's right. And so the shadow has a colored shadow of, of armed forces on there. And so it's a significant date and uh, we want to make sure that's celebrated at the right time for that. And so we're going to have a wreath laying ceremony and, uh, you know, a couple speakers and we're going to bring and reach out to uh, hopefully our World War II vets. You know, there's mm-hmm. not too many of them left, unfortunately, and um, Korean and, and Vietnam from there. And now we've got, you know, 20 years of fighting a war. There's a lot of war on terror vets that we have. Mm-hmm. And to speak to the monument that Chrissy was talking about, we have some beautiful monuments here. Um, but one thing that we're looking at specifically is something that has the Uinta Basin veterans' names on it. Hmm. You know, I've been to a lot of different monuments, and that each name has their own story tied to the Uinta Basin. Yeah. And it's something that's unique to them and unique to the basin, and it's our history. You know, our, our veterans that have left and come back, it is our history that we share. And we want to make sure that's shared uh, amongst us. Uh, amongst the UN Basin as a whole. Like I said, yeah. they got some beautiful ones in, in Duchesne County. we got some great things down there at the, the county house. We want something that we can put all of their names on because people are surprised when I say, you know, looking at DWS, they said there's around 2,000 veterans. Mm-hmm. That is ins- that's crazy. I, was, I had yeah. no idea. It, it blew my mind. Who are they? Where are they? Where are they mm-hmm. hiding? I mean, how many times right. have I passed by them and not been able to say, hey, hey brother, hey, sister, how you doing? Yeah. You know, on there, what's, what's on your mind? What's, what's going on? Here's my card. Give me a call. Yeah. Uh, if you ever need anything and go from there. Yeah. Well, and I went to the um, Superior Drilling Luncheon last month, and I was just like, uh, I was enthralled with these World War II vets. Uh, yeah, right? I mean, just listening to their funny stories. And, you know, I mean, we don't have much time with them No, there's left. not a lot of them left. And we want to connect with them yeah. so that we can keep their stories for posterity. And, you know, one of our goals is to kind of do like a, a video documentary type okay. thing. We are working with um, the Evans Family Media right now with, uh, with doing some uh, pre-recorded stories for on-air airing from November 1st to the up to the 11th and basically just telling stories we have some prescripted uh, questions the, the the host will ask and um, you know it's whether the veteran wants to answer them all or not you know it's completely mm-hmm. up to them but you know we just we want to get these stories in the basin documented and and you know, even just videotaped or, or something so that we can look back and say, hey, you know, remember Hellhatch or remember mm-hmm. Glen right. Allen, you know, they're World War II vets. And we can say, oh, yeah, he told me the story once and we can actually show it yeah. to our kids or, you know. At that t- point, those stories, right now the stories that I have, they're mine. Right. Mm-hmm. At some point, they need to become ours. Yeah. Absolutely. When yeah. we're ready to, to push them. And honestly, we're going to, how much of this history have we lost? Because there hasn't been an opportunity to get yeah. those stories out. And that's why we're, we're so grateful for, you know, Steve Evans and his team mm-hmm. um, to put something like that together you know, on the radio for us. Um, I, I reached out to, uh, and so did Chrissy, to a lot of different veteran friends that we have and asked them if they would participate, you know, on there. And, and here's, here's an interesting thing. 
is that you know not all of them are really excited about sharing it like that. It's like, hey, Wes, yeah, let's go get a drink. It's like, nah, this is a little bit different, brother. Yeah, this is you know you sit in front of a complete stranger uh, over a microphone, right? And you know it took a lot of you know me telling them it's going to be okay. You can you can answer any question you want. They asked what kind of questions are going to be asked, and there was it wasn't pushback against against the premise. Right. It was you saw some immediate walls go up about sharing different things when they knew that it wasn't going to be shared with just me. Right. On that one, mm-hmm. and um, it took a little convincing on from. And to, to Chrissy's point, you know, it's it's like a one to four ratio. I I think where. Um, less than 25% of the fighting force is the actual fighting force. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's utilized with logistics, you know, with, with, with HR, with, with ammo distribution, with signet, uh, and signal and uh, human with MI and all these different, different places that support the actual fight. You know, give me an example as an artillery officer, we're running the FFA, um, field force field artillery headquarters, uh, for Operation Spartan Shield, which covered mm-hmm. Syria, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq. And so missions would come through us. And, you know, I'm sitting in this particular area with with my unit. It took all these different pieces to actually get to um, the point where someone can make the decision to fire that round, that Gimler, to fire that ATAC, right. to fire that whatever it might be. And it took all of those different support elements to make sure we did it correctly. We were within the rules of engagement and that we had the the proper effects, mm-hmm. you know. So down in that one trigger puller, that trigger puller had all these different people behind them. And even inside the veterans world, um, you have this, this stigma of, you know, if you're not that green beret that they're making <laughs> movies out of, right. you know, if you're not that seal they're making movies out of, you really haven't done anything. Right. And that's just, that's just not the case. That's what people know, but that's, that's not the case. There's so much more yeah. to it to make that thing happen. And so even some of those veterans are, are worried to like, oh, I really haven't done anything. It's like, <laughs> like brother, sister, right. you've done so many different things. That, that's our story to make different things mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. But there's still a little bit of, of hesitation. Uh, for those particular pieces. And, you know, we're the, one of the only institutions that wear our accomplishments literally on our sleeve. Right. Yep. Or on our chest. Or on our chest yeah, down there. Exactly. You know, you look at the, you know, the, the fruit salad you have on your chest, you're like, okay, what I can tell you just by looking at, at that, what they did and yep. or what they did do and, and how they went. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important you know, to people on that. And they, they worry that they haven't really served because of some comparison. Some comparison. Yeah. And I think that the media, and some of the movies have done a little bit of a disservice in that in that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much more to it. You got an HR guy that's out there sitting on the fob. We call them fobbits because they never left the fob, right? <laughs> and so you know, even there, there's a little bit of a connotation that hey, you didn't go anywhere. That's not their job. Yeah, they're not trained to do that. They're trained to make sure that I have all the training and everything I need to be able to be successful when I leave the right. wire or whoever leaves the wire. That everybody's job is is important it as is everyone important, else's. Right. You know, yeah. well, if you think of Mash, the sitcom. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you've got Radar. He's a secretary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean. <laughs> he made things happen. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, he yeah. made things happen. So. Um, I'm going to take, I've got lots of questions for you. Uh, we're going to take just a second here because we want to make sure that we get um, our sponsor in. We, we're really grateful for our sponsors because it gives us an opportunity to talk about these kinds of things. So let me tell you a little about uh, Northeastern Counseling Center. They they have been promoting behavior health in the Uinta Basin for over 30 years with offices in both Vernal and Roosevelt. They are professionals offering hope, health, and 
and healing, you can visit nccutah.org, that's Northeastern Counseling Center, nccutah.org, to find local contact information and other helpful resources. And don't forget, the statewide crisis line is available 24-7. That number is 1-800-273-TALK or 1-800-273-8255. And that number is of use to anyone in need during a crisis, uh, veteran or not. We are talking specifically about veterans now, but we're very grateful for Northeastern Counseling Center for uh, the service that they provide um, to anyone who's uh, in, in a crisis, a, a mental state where uh, they they need a hand. Um, and, and I think that from everything you guys are talking about, this is a little bit of um, what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're seeing um, some of the issues that yourselves and your fellow veterans are facing. You're saying... What are some of the ways that we can ease this? How can we make connections with your brothers and sisters so that they don't have to get to the point where a crisis hits, but they've been able to ease some of that anxiety, ease some of that stress through connections with each other, right. which is, I mean, it's phenomenal. And um, I, I can only imagine that that some of that desire to... to to not want to be on the radio, to, to not connect with people who they're, they're not familiar with is, is uh, part of that not wanting to show weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, exactly. we in this country have such strong feelings of gratitude um, and heroism to our veterans. Um, that's, that's a very tall order to live up to. Um, and so I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm wondering... With all the things that we've talked about so far, um, you've got the Facebook page that uh, again it's uh, UBAV or UBAV. Um, uh, let me let me go back. Sure, it's Uina Basin Area Vets dash UBAV. Okay, so that's the official name. That's the official name. Okay, um, I think the at I think it's just at UBAV. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to tag us in something, um, our let me look it up real quick. You know, why she looks it up, it really just oh, no. drop a line, you know, on there yeah. too. Like we're, we send messages out just so we know who's there. And one of the people who's actually doing uh, an interview with, with Steve Evans, we found by talking to him on UBAF on there. Mm-hmm. I reached oh, out to him. I was yeah. like, hey, man, you know, I noticed your pictures were awesome and um, we're, we're doing this type of thing. How would you feel? And this is someone I never met before. Mm-hmm. I said, how would you feel about you know, helping out with this? And he was he was more than willing to and more than happy to. But of course, you asked me, okay, what questions are being asked? You know, right. who, who am I talking to? Because they, they keep that, you know, close to the chest. Right, right. Yeah. We actually have some uh, Civil Air Patrol cadets that are going to be talking on the radio, too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So they have goals to become military right. veterans. So um, so on the Facebook page, if you want to tag us, it's at UBAV. Actually, it's at UBA Veterans. At UBA Veterans. At UBA Veterans. And the yep. actual site is UNA Basin Area Veterans UBAV. That would be the, the Facebook page. Okay. Our website is UBAV.us. And what you'll, what you'll start seeing on there is, is resources as well. So, I mean, if I could just be vulnerable for a second, I, I came to a point where I needed to talk to somebody. Right. Um, and I utilized, you know, it wasn't exactly that specific hotline that um, you know, Northeast was talking about, but it was a military one source hotline. Mm-hmm. And really the point, here's the sad thing, the point you get to where, okay, I need to talk to someone, is usually for a lot of people well past the, the po- point it should have been. should have been, yeah. Right? Because that point you're, you know, combat ineffective, if you will. You're not 
you're not effective as 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 a person different things mm-hmm. and and really to be honest that came from me trying to be vulnerable and sharing with somebody else who I thought that you know wasn't a veteran who I thought would be you know help me out and it didn't didn't oh. you know it was just it just the whole situation wasn't good and you, you get to the point my wife said something really really interesting she said you know how do you get why would you how do you share that without sharing that. I was like, I don't know how you share something without sharing something. Huh. You know, how do you connect without sharing that particular piece? And really my mind was made up. It's like, I just want the, it's just so much easier not to. Right. It's ridiculous. I'd rather fight my own fight personally right. than have to go through something like that. And it was, it was a tough time. I mean, you, you call this, this perfect stranger up. Usually they're, they're, they're veterans, especially on the military one source. But it was, it was super interesting because I said, Hey, my name's, you know, Wes Porter veteran and it's completely um uh it's not it doesn't go on the books doesn't go to your commander you know if you're in it doesn't go to your boss or anything like that right and they just said what's on your mind and you just kind of spill because you know where they've been and they're just there to listen on there and then to connect you to different resources depending on what you need and sometimes all you need is that what's on your mind like what do you talk about spit it out and in that case, a little bit of amenity against someone that you don't even know, but yeah. you know um, has been through something like that before, even if you've never seen their face, remember their name, it's still, that connection's still there. And you can spit that out and throw it out and get this monkey off your back mm-hmm. to them and they can help you. And I think that's one of the great things about that, the hotline that Northeastern is talking about, um, especially for mental health and, and those type of things. And there's still a stigma in the military about it. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you as an individual that had to had to take a, a piece of that and and talk to somebody at, at this dark time, it was it was literally life saving in, wow. in that particular instance. Um, and I'm one of the lucky ones. Like I said, Utah has that 43 to 100 thousand, and I've I personally have known some of that 43 um, in there since we've been home off of these these couple different deployments. And they're, you know, the the face is a happy go lucky right here, and we're always. Always surprised when it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, when I was working full-time with the National Guard, we, we, we had one uh, in, in the National Guard. And um, the lady that's working in the office across from me, she was, she was actually from that unit. I was like, he was a happy-go-lucky guy, you know, yeah. E4. I'm like, you know, you, you don't really know the good that you can do by just talking to somebody. Yeah. And that's the intent behind this as well. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say too. And a lot of people don't, don't even realize there's something wrong until one day it's just, mm-hmm. it's you know, yeah. And so that's why we want to get this out to as many veterans as we can to let them know there's people that, you know, we just want to hang, Yeah, you know, we people just want to hang with you and, and make connections with you. And, you know, if this, if this, hanging out or connecting with one, you know, helps one person from making that split decision, you know, mm-hmm. split decision of hurting themselves or others, then, you know, then we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. That's fabulous. Mm-hmm. So great. Uh, you've, you've got a lot of stuff that's going to be coming up here in the future that people can find out more as they uh, make sure they tune into that website or to the Facebook page. Uh, I'm wondering, 
you know, you've, you've started these connections online. Um, have you had any opportunities to, to do physical meetups or do you plan on doing some more of those like, like your original experience that you had that led to this whole thing? Yeah, we definitely plan on that particular piece. It's been mm-hmm. a little bit of a challenge with, you know, the, the current climate with everything that's kind of going on and mm-hmm. stuff. But that is definitely one of our metrics for success is to get us together and, and connect with resources on there. Well, and I think considering we've only been doing this for a month. Yeah. If that, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. It's brand new. It's brand new. It's brand yeah. new. Um, we were trying to get together. Uh, um, so the radio station is calling it Operation Veteran Connection. Okay. So um, we were trying to get a connection scheduled for one of these Fridays at the Elk Lodge. Um, we just haven't quite got there yet. Uh-huh. So, um, we're seeing that very That's, very that's all right. I, I, I think yeah. in the month that you guys have been together, you've done an awful <laughs> lot and, and you've got some really exciting stuff coming up. I'm excited for, for what you got coming up on November 11th. Uh, I love this idea of the wreath <clears throat> ceremony laying right there at the 11th hour. Um, wh- what other information, um, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time, but um, I want to make sure, is there, is there anything else that we want to make sure we touch on that uh, the public should know that any possible veterans listening would need to know? Um, just basically that, you know, we're approachable, you know, we're absolutely, yeah, we're, um, if you, if you're feeling down or not even feeling down, you just want someone to talk to or go get a or, drink with or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, mm-hmm. Hey, get on the page. Yeah. One of Let us, know. you know, one of us will be happy. And I'm sure, you know, with all the other connections that we have going on right now on a uh, social media, um, we can all meet up. Yeah. You know, let's all mm-hmm. shoot yeah. it. And <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, Sorry, absolutely. No, I to swear. <laughs> you, you put army people together or military, you're going yeah. to get that. We're going to get some, some um, swear words. You know, for me, to reiterate what she said, yeah, the connection. But, you know, that person who does need help out there, whoever you are, you know, and that person might be me tomorrow, might be Chris tomorrow. We don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, you reaching out might be more than just you. It might be a number of people that you actually connect with, you know. Well, and, and on that topic, too, if if you don't feel comfortable with calling somebody for help, you know, we'll help. We'll help get you to the people yeah. that you yeah, need to you talk the resource. to. Yeah. Well, we're not doctors, you know, we're not yeah. we're not psychological, but we know we know the the catharticism of just this talking and getting yeah. to know people and, and reaching your net out. And to me, what where the genesis was to share stories is because I love the Uma Basin. I want our story to be, you know, told and the, the story of all from you know the World War II events we have to our war and terrorism and everyone in between. You know, we need to get those shared out because they're not just ours as veterans. They're ours as the UNA Basin. That's yeah. who we are. Yep. And these are veterans that's, that have, you know, shaped some of the great things that's happened here in the Basin. And they've been shaped by their experiences in the military. And how do we harness that to improve innovation? How do we harness that to improve, you know, the, the forward mission of the, the UNA Basin to improve our lives yeah. on that one? And to me, that's just that connectivity to each other. Um, is huge on it. It's just it's just absolutely huge. And well, and the connection leads to other connections yeah. as well. You know, I mean, I know um, when I went to that Superior Drilling Luncheon for veterans and first responders. Um, you know, Tony, uh-huh. his name, yep. said, um, you know, if you have any veteran friends that need a job, send them my yeah. way. Yeah, amazing. You know, I mean, we have 
there's other connections besides mental health, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, and, and being part of the, the military, regardless of what branch, you know, like I said, we're not all combat veterans, right. you know, um, there's, there's other connections besides, you know, hey, what kind of gun did you carry, you know, right, right. <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. so, you know, we just, we just, we want the, con we want the connections. If we can help in any other aspects, you know, I'll, I'll bend over backwards for my brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I think that's, I think Wes feels the same, the same way. Yeah. We've never, you know, we're not trained to fight alone. None of us have ever been trained that way, no matter what branch you're in. Yep. Mm -hmm. So why do it now? Yep. Well, and, and uh, the stigma too of, you know, well, you're in the military. Why would you need mental health, you yeah. know, help? You know, that you're already and, crazy because you're in the military. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, we're just here, we're here, we're here to help alleviate, you know, alleviate the loneliness. Yeah. We're here to alleviate, you know, maybe help you with some mental health. And connect or you. get you, yeah, get you the connections you need. And whatever and, it might be. Yeah. Re, you know, we want to hear your stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we want to connect with you on, on social media, regardless, wherever. Regardless. Yeah. yeah. Social media. We have a contact page on our yeah. website. Check out Hal's story when you get on, on the on uh, Facebook, Facebook. Check page. out Hal's story. It's great. It's There's a little story like that on there. It's, yeah. it's pretty neat and small, but. It's, it's pretty, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, then uh, I'll let you know one last time uh, for all of our listeners and viewers out there to find Hal's story. Go to Uinta Basin Area Veterans UBAV on Facebook or the website ubav.us. Um, and as always, um, if you're in need of help now, um, you can always call Northeastern Counseling Center or one of the other resources that are available to you. Northeastern's number, once again, 1-800-273-TALK uh, or 1-800-273-8255. Thank you, Chrissy and Wes, so much for, for what you're doing for the veterans and how that affects our community as a whole. Uh, and thank you for coming in today. Appreciate thanks it. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. And of course, thank you all for listening or viewing uh, the Channel V6 podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, you can please send us an email at podcast at channelv6.com. I'm David Gale. Thank you again for joining us.